All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In the Hole, brought to you by Better Than Vegas. I am uh, Blackjack Fletcher. That guy over there is going to bore Jonathan Papelbond to tears. Kyle, uh, mm -hmm. Brian just coached a youth baseball game, so thinks he's better than Ryan Sandberg right now. Probably so. Not hard to do. Not hard up. to do. And that guy down there uh, is Jonathan Papelbon, of course. Uh, Pap, how we doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Doing good. All right, so let's uh, let's start here this week. I want to I want to talk a couple of things about the Red Sox, right? Because the Red Sox coming into play yesterday, twenty eight and twelve in their last forty. I mean, I, is it is it fair to say that they've turned a corner? Is it kind of an aberration? You know, we can get into that. And Brian, I, I know you've also got some opinions on on their little uh, intended beanball fiasco over the weekend. Well, that there was a little history behind that. that that's that's happened a couple of years ago, but we'll okay. we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. That's directly involved. Let's talk about where they are now. Yeah, twenty eight and twelve. What do you think? Well, look, you know, I don't think that their 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 schedule this past month has been you know terribly hard. Um, you know, I think they're starting to put some pieces together. But here's the way that I look at it right now. You know, and me, you know, having my roots in Boston, um, I hate to say this, but they're to me they're like putting bits and pieces together to win games and. You know, obviously the guys are playing better. You know, they're 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 playing better baseball. But um, I just do not. And every team throughout a season is going to make a run. They're going to make their little run, and, and then you know they're going to have their lulls during the season. And, it, and it's a roller coaster. You know, it's an up and down season. But to me, they are not just that like steady. Uh, might lose one, but we're going to go get a couple more. We're going to lose two, but we might go win three. There's not much of a – look at the Yankees. What's the most games they've lost in the season this year in a row? I, I think maybe three or four. So, there's not those big lulls. So, I just don't see the consistency right now. They're playing consistent. But, eh, for me, man, it's got to continue. And I, I really – as the season progresses and they start playing more American League East games as the season, you know, they're going to play a lot more American League East teams – the second half of the season than they have already. So, you know, to me, that's going to be the tall tale. Right now, I'm not really uh, jumping on the train with the Red Sox. I wish I could, but it's just, to me, they're just bits and pieces are, are coming together right now. It's not, I just, I just don't like their, their ability to go out there and just be more consistent, you know? Do you think this changes their approach at the trade deadline at all? Like, because there was, talk that the Red Sox could be sellers here, right? Evaldi, Bogarts. You think they're still this, looking to move pieces? This doesn't change shit, dude. This doesn't change shit, Blackjack. Let me tell you something. They're, they're going to go – this is what's going to happen, right? They're going to act like they're going to be buyers until, like, literally two days before the trade deadline. And then they're going to say, oh, oh, we couldn't get this done. We couldn't get that deal done, so we're going to be sellers. Because to me, the writing's on the wall. But in order to keep asses in the seats and in order to keep the Red Sox nation alive, they're going to have to act like they're going to be buyers. And they're going to have to you – know, and, and, I mean, if they continue to play decent baseball, and let's say they're – what are they, six out right now? How many games out? Six or – Twelve and a half from the Yankees. Yeah, but the wild – Yeah, so it's even more than that. Yeah. Wild card, they're they, – they're, Right there behind Toronto as you know, leader in the yeah, wild right. So, in the wild to card. get in the wild card, what are they six or seven games out? 
No, they're a half game back at Toronto for the top wild card half spot. Game back. Right okay. So they're going to have to play way more consistent uh, baseball to me. Um, I just don't see it happening. Kyle, what do you think? Are the Red Sox, can they, can they keep this up or? I mean, I don't think they have the pitching. I'm getting really sick and fucking tired of Michael Waka. I was getting ready to say, Waka, Waka, Waka. I can't stand this shit anymore. I know the guy's dog shit on the mound. I know it for a fact. I don't know what the hell is going on this year. But it's kind of weird. There's a lot of pitchers like like Tyler Anderson for the Dodgers. Get the fuck out of here. That guy stinks. Why is Tyler Anderson having such – Tony Gonsolin. Some weird pitchers are having great years because baseball decided to ruin their product and keep runs down for whatever fucking reason. But once some of this stuff starts catching up to him, once Michael Walker comes back down to reality, I think it's going to be tough for Boston. They need more pitching. Everyone knows it. Kyle, here's the thing, though. Like, who the fuck else are you going to pitch besides Walker? I don't know. I know. I I know they got to pitch him. He's pitching well. It's his best year by far of his career. Yeah. Uh, So. I, I, I can't explain it. I wish I knew why. I, I don't know if he's got angels in the outfield, if this is uh, Tony Danza and he's got a kid sitting over there and there's an angel behind him helping him, yeah, I, I, and Christopher Lloyd's helping him win. I don't have any idea what the hell's going on here. All right. But uh, once Michael Walker comes back down to reality and that rotation, come, it's going to be tough for them to stop people from scoring no matter how good that lineup is. Brian? Red Sox? Yeah. Go. I mean, I agree with Kyle. It's like everybody's hot right now. As Pat said, their their schedule hasn't been, you know, I mean, they're not going through murderer's row here in that 40-game stretch. So, you know, and again, Waka, what he's doing is unbelievable. If he keeps it up, yeah, they can do it. I don't think he can keep it up. I think they'll end up fading out of it. And I'm like, Pap, I think they're going to try to say, oh, we're going to buy, buy, buy. But by the time the All-Star break rolls around, we'll see how much they're actually buying. Fair enough. All right. So I mean, they might do it just to fuck with the Yankees, right? Just say, hey, uh, you know. Hey, buy yeah, buy. hey. Go ahead, cop. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, they just might do it to mess with the Yankees and make things more difficult for the Yankees to add pieces because they hate the Yankees, right? So it might be a little some mind games you see with Boston to try to sort of. Get your uh, hog in there, boy. Mess with the Yankees. Okay. Hey, this is the. Can we go on record? This might be the first time that I actually agree with Kyle's dumbass. There we go. <laughs> I love it. I love that. That's that really good. What what he is saying? <laughs> Tell me out. Tell me. So much is happening right now. Did you just spit in a coffee mug? Yeah. I let the awesome. grind soak in the bottom, and the grind soak to the bottom, and you drink your coffee with it. That is some grown man shit right there. I mean, that's. <laughs> That's some first that little shit right there. I love it. I don't even. I don't even. Yeah, my like wife it. thinks it's fucking nuts too. But hey, man, right. go ahead. You. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, hey, just, that was there's a lot going on. But look here. Here's the here, here's the thing. Kyle hit the nail on the head here, bro. Like the games that are going to be played at the trade deadline with the Red Sox and the Yankees have gone back to Ted Williams, the days of Ted Williams, man. This this right. will never. They will play a card and see what the Yankees do. Then the Yankees will act like they'll do something. They'll put something, uh, uh, fake news out there just to see what the Red Sox might do. Look, this ain't going away, Kyle. I like that point, man. I, 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 can't, I, I don't want to do it, but I agree with you, man. End the show. Just end the show right now. Let's just end on that note. That's it. All right. Great Perfect. show, guys. <laughs> Great show. We'll see you all later. <laughs> all right. Um, wow. Didn't see that happening. 
<laughs> Brian, set the stage with, with your friend Manny Machado here for this. All right, so my friend. So so I was flipping through TikTok the other day, Pap, and, and they had a, a like a series on why Manny Machado is the dirtiest player in baseball. And they were showing all kinds of you know plays where he's stepping on people's ankles and doing this and that. Um, he once threw his bat at the third baseman because the pitcher was trying to hit him. Um, the Red Sox obviously had got into it with this was when he was with the Orioles. So the Red Sox had got into it. They had thrown like six or seven or eight times at him and missed all of them. And then somehow you came into it. It's like, well, don't worry about Papelbon. He'll hit him. Ding. And then you get ejected immediately. So, and, and you didn't look happy about it either. You look like, what the hell do I get ejected for? I just hit the guy. Well, you hit him on purpose, right? Oh, oh a thousand. Look, let me tell you. I think there might have been one guy that I accidentally hit on accident in my career. I mean, look, at the end of the day, if you're a pitcher and you're trying to hit somebody, it ain't hard. It, no. It ain't hard at all. So, um, to get back to your point on Manny Machado, man, he kind of reminds me of my three-year-old daughter sometimes when I'll see her, you know, running around the house. And it's like, She'll want my phone, and I won't give her my phone. And she goes and, like, wants to go pitch a fit. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Manny Machado when he wants to step on somebody's hand on the other team. Then the guy comes back in the dugout and says, fucking Manny Machado's playing dirty. Let's get this son of a bitch. Then he gets well, think- at, and he's like, wait a minute. What's going on? Why are you throwing at me? You know, and, and all the bitching and complaining happens. Okay, so I got to push back a little bit on this because first and foremost, the thing that did it with the Red Sox was the slide into second that hurt Pedroia's knee. Um, I'm sure you and Pedroia are boys, whatever. I get it. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't think <coughs> – my take on it is Manny wasn't mad that they threw at him. He was mad they threw at him eight times and never hit him and just kept throwing at him. Like it's so don't, don't you have to just call it off? No, I don't give a shit. No. <laughs> if I tell – if Dustin Pedroia, who I'm going to war with every day, comes in and says, Pap, this son of a bitch is playing dirty, and he just tried to break my kneecap off, I promise you I will not go back in that dugout until my job is done. Like, okay. there, there's, I, I, look, I don't care. Look, if I miss him with four balls, which is not going to happen. If you're if you're in the big leagues and you can't drill somebody with four pitches, then go back down to the minor leagues, number one. Number Fair. two, if if I just so happen to miss him on the four pitches that I get to drill him and he goes to first base. You're going to drill him I'm drilling on pickoff. him at first base, too. <laughs> seen what? someone get beamed at first base oh, oh yeah 100%. 100%. i love that idea Just um, about- <laughs> how many how many guys would you say you hit intentionally during your career all of them I, like i said i think there might have been one guy that I, that i actually hit on accident but every guy that i hit was intentional no question about it and uh, okay it. and let me ask you this because you said if pedroia comes to you 
you don't seem like the guy that needs somebody to come to you. You seem like the kind of guy that sees it happening, goes, fuck that. I'm taking care of this. With I don't care if he's mad or not. I'm going to handle it. Like it's- that, That's a good point, too, because a lot of times I would go in and say, hey, you good? What, what, what happened there, dude? Do I, I need to take care of the other side of this or not? <laughs> I and love so that. Kinda, I love it so much. <laughs> you got you got to kind of get the, the – you got to talk to your guys. Okay, go ahead. Isn't that a little tricky for you? Because as a closer, you're generally coming into a, a, a situation that's barely high leverage. No. Nope. I mean, are you cool just going in there and just fuck <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Who's, yep. Who, who's the guy where you put a little extra stake that you were more the most happy to fucking hit with the baseball where you put a little extra stake like I'm really happy to – to, to being this son of a bitch. Who was it? Manny Machado was definitely one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, the fact that you threw at him on purpose. And then, like, I, I wish we could show the clip on here without getting the YouTube ding. But, like, you were very upset that you got tossed. Like, you were, like, okay, I, no. like you were trying to play it like you didn't hit him on purpose. And no, you no, no, did. no, no. I wasn't playing that. I'll tell you exactly what I was pissed about. Okay? So... We had, I think, Jason Worth, and at the time, I think uh, me and Bruce were, we didn't have our little tiff yet, and I think they hit Worth and Bruce, and then I come in the dugout, and I'm like, hey, bro, they if, if nobody just saw, they got our three and four hole hitters. Did, did everybody see that? I forget who was pitching. The, the starting pitcher did nothing about it. Some pussy. Yeah. Some pussy. Yep. Did nothing about it. And there we go. No, <laughs> so I'm putting my arms up like this. Yeah, but okay. watch. Watch. You go after the umpire. Correct. I go after the umpire. Yeah, look. Why? Because there was no warnings issued. Yeah. Issued. Yeah, that okay. So you got a legitimate argument there. I wasn't sure if there had been warnings issued or not. No warnings issued. So that's why I was like, "Why are you fucking tossing me?" And that's kind of bullshit too. Sometimes these umpires with the warnings, like it, you know, Team A plunks Team B, and a, a warning gets issued. Team B doesn't even get a chance to retaliate. That's bullshit. You got to give them a chance. I one hundred percent agree because then if you allow that to happen. Okay, then it doesn't spill over to the next day. Then it doesn't spill over to the next series, and the shit keeps going. Yeah. Ask guys like Dusty Baker and LaRusa and Frank Kona, some of these old school managers. I don't know if they can get away with it nowadays, but there's signs, and they'll give you signs, and, and, and you'll know, hey, I got to go out and hit hit this guy. I'm going to give you a great story here, right? Oh, Yes. God, I love these. So, my very first major league game I pitched in was in a spring training game. Nobody wanted to go to Baltimore and travel the three hours in spring training to pitch. So, I'm a double-A kid. Fuck, I'll go pitch. Yeah. You want to ask? Yes, right? I get up there. They have some Dominican guy throwing 100. And he's drilled Johnny Damon. Trot Nixon and Kevin Millar. And I'm sitting on the bench like, oh, shit. 
I mean, my first major league game, I got three guys that just got drilled. And I'm in spring there, training. It's spring training. Okay. <laughs> and I say, son of a bitch. I got to go get somebody at least Pat, one. Go get loose. Two more. <laughs> I got to get one. I got to get I'm one. Trying to, I'm trying to go out there and, like, like, win the game. Like, maybe I'll get called up if I pitch well. Well, number one, I didn't pitch well. I was pitching well until I had to go out there and drill guys. But I go up there. The first guy I had to face, B.J. Surhoff. Second guy I got to face is Rafael Palmero. And the third guy I got to face is Sammy Sosa. So I say, well, shit, I got to get one of them at least. So I go out there. I drill my Mississippi State guy, Rafael Palmero, who still talks to me this day about it. Drill him <laughs> in the leg. No big deal. Takes a first. The very next guy comes up, Sammy Sosa. All I get are fastballs inside. With a th- I got I got fastball inside with a this so one <laughs> one this was drill the guy right <laughs> so the fuck you simple means drill him. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Doug Mirabelli's catching so I know so now I drill Sammy Sosa <laughs> Sammy Sosa comes about halfway out to the mound I go out there and meet him Doug grabs him nothing really happened. And, man, I'm not lying, dude. I was a 21-year-old kid. I was flustered to hell and back. I'm out here, like, trying to win a game. Now, all of a sudden, I'm just drilling folks, right? But that's cool, though, for you. I mean, because, like, that's going to get you respect in the organization. That's where I'm getting at, Beho. So, I I go – I think I made it through, like, four or five innings, something like that. Didn't even get – wasn't in line for a win or a loss or anything. And so – I get back in the clubhouse after the game. And after the game's over, I somehow have a seat on the big league van back. Not the the bus with all the minor leaguers and, and, and you know, 40-man roster guys that will probably yeah. be in AAA. So all the guys that aren't in the big leagues take a bus. Or this is how it was. And then all the big leaguers took – like one of those sprinter vans with the yeah. TV in it, all that, you know what I'm saying? So somehow they say, on the way back, Pap, you got a seat in the van. I said, oh, shit, okay, I, I can do that. Well, after the game, Terry Francona asked me, he's like, Pap, what in the fuck was going on out there? You're pitching a good game, and all of a sudden you start drilling, folks? I told Terry, I said, Terry, there was no way I was going to walk back into this fucking clubhouse without drilling at least one guy because I wouldn't be able to look at those guys that had 10, 11, 12 years in the big leagues without any respect. So there was just no chance that I was going to walk back in that clubhouse without drilling somebody. And lo and behold, all the big leaguers pretty much made a seat for me on the van and they said, you know what, you one of us. And so I've always carried that for my whole career. And to me, this is something that Major League Baseball has tried to um, take control of. When if they just let it play out and they just, you know, 
hey, you got us, let's get you, and we move on. And, yep. and it's just, you got guys like Manny Machado bitching these days about Nobody wants, look at the guys that go up to hit. They got five fucking pads yeah. on. Oh, and it's Jesus like, Christ. holy shit. I coached a 14U game today, and by the end of one of the innings, I looked like I was re- prepared to enter a house on a no-knock warrant as the SWAT team I had some yeah. body <laughs> Wait, did you wear the baseball pants, Beho? Tell me you didn't no. wear the baseball pants. No, Not a boy. Shit, no. <laughs> no, he wore the bike shorts. Remember the old bike shorts? <laughs> no, uh, I yes. no, I just got some, like, just shorts and a T-shirt. All right, we don't need to see your dick, bro. Oh, you couldn't see it. I'd have to get real close. Oh. <laughs> So, He's a grower, not a shower. Not yeah, no, but, but but I love that, Pat, uh, because, you know, talking to you on the show, I mean, like, you're, you're fine, you're a normal human being, but when you were between those foul lines, right. you're an insane person. Like, oh, no, no question. Yeah, and, but that's no how question. you gotta my, be. My, my Closers are insane. Yeah, my wife would come, I'd come home some days and my wife would be like, what were you on and what, well, who was that person out there? But for me, I had to have that, man. I had to have not that alter ego of like, man, when I'm out there, it's fucking war. And, you know, I got 25 guys in this bunker with me. And I'm not going back in that dugout or that clubhouse (laughs) without disrespecting my teammates. So for me, it all boils down to respect and and respect for your teammates and how are you going to get through that entire season with that respect? Because, and look, I don't, I know it's a little bit different these days, but you still, there's still different ways that you earn that respect. And, and, and these are the little tiny things that go a long way in a season yep. to bring guys together, in my opinion. Yeah. It also doesn't hurt to have like Ortiz, Euclid, and like, uh, you know, um, who was your, yeah, Bear Tech is. is your catcher. I mean, oh, I love, oh, I, I, you know Baratek. what I'm saying. I mean, no, like, yeah. you don't really have to worry about anybody getting to you when you got those three guys or the closest three guys to you. You know, nobody's getting yeah. to you. No question. And I, and going back to your question, Blackjack, I'd say the two guys that I love to hit the most during my career, both were named Manny. So, Manny Machado and Manny Ramirez. So Now, hold up oh. now. Whoa, whoa. We got, Manny was your teammate, wasn't he? Yeah. He he was man until he became a cancer man. We had to get rid of him man. It was like oh we'll see okay. Hold on so hold on go. hold on. Wait, say more. Um, say um, more. Yeah yeah. yeah. Essentially, Manny became unhappy. I, I I don't know what the hell he was taking. I don't know. He became like we had to take him out of the clubhouse and put him in his own locker and on the backside of the clubhouse with the trainers. What would he do that was so crazy? Well, he is crazy. No, no. Man, let's look, it, he, okay, so so when he would want to play, when he, he here's a perfect example, right? He comes out of a game because he wasn't happy about what he was playing, and, and it was a it was a fucking chore to keep the guy happy towards the end of his career. Like uh, I don't know how Terry Francona did it. So I'm in the training room one day. He pulls himself out of the game because he just don't want to fucking play. He sits on the training table and he goes, my knee hurts. And the trainer says, well, what knee is it? He says, pick one. And I'm like, what? Like, he just, 
got to the point where there was no more team. It was all about me, 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 I, I, I. And literally, it took us uh, – I think we – that was the year that Tampa Bay came back on us and and beat us by like – we were up by like seven in September and they ended up going postseason. We didn't. And so, man, it just became an absolute cancer in our clubhouse. And um, he went to Chicago, and I knew, it, you know, it, it just it, it, it just became real bad. So, I mean, for me, those two guys, both named Manny, uh, happened to be both named Manny, were my favorite. I actually, I actually saw Manny Ramirez act like a freak at a minor league game. He was coming back from the injury with the Dodgers. This is when he was with the Dodgers, and he was playing in San Bernardino. I lived in Temecula at the time, which is about a couple hours away. And so we drove up, and he was a crazy person at the minor league game, and it looked like he didn't want to play throwing his – it was he was an insane person. Dude, I like, mean, don't forget. I mean, this is the same guy that, A, used to go in the Green Monster and piss. Like, yeah. in between the bats. Uh, he once caught a ball, jumped up on the fence, high-fived the fan before he threw it in. Yeah. He cut off a throw from Johnny Damon. Um, yeah. There's no insane. brain. There's no yeah. brain. And, and to be fair, Didn't they, aren't the, are the, the stories true? They used to talk about all the checks would fall out of his locker and he'd have checks for like 200 grand that he hadn't cashed for. They were two years old. They're just sitting in his locker filling up and he would just – throw the checks in there and fall out in front of the reporters and he had opened them in front of the reporters. And like, oh, Yeah, this- I don't know anything about that. I just know he was one of the cheapest guys ever. Alligator arms couldn't ever get to his wallet, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and let's be honest, you only hit him because you knew he was going to, you know, lace the ball in the gap somewhere because he's probably the greatest hitter in his Look, he, he He's the best right-handed hitter I've ever seen in my life. There's no question yeah. about it. No oh, question so about it. But he's so good. Look, man, I've seen I've seen pitchers throw pitches, and he's still back there in the fucking green wall. Like we got no left fielder, <laughs> we're throwing pitches. <laughs> Manny Ramirez. Who? By the way, who who's playing the Phillies this weekend? If they called you up and say, "Hey, Pat, you want to come come play a series with us?" and they're playing the, the Phillies, you got to start to hit Bruce. Uh, I'd love to. You just go in, hit Bruce, and walk out. Uh-oh, <laughs> If it was needed, I'd, I'd love to. Hey, you got to pay me, though. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not going to work for free. No. <laughs> Where are we aiming on, Bruce? Are we going for the neck? Are we going for something that really leaves a mark? Are we no, I, I, I never went for the head. Honestly, I either went for your kneecap or your ribs. Like, I was going to say, I think the worst the worst place as a hitter when a ball's coming at you is the knee because that's oh, like I the one that. place you really can't protect yourself. Yep. No question. Like, I'm surprised that, like, hitters don't have fucking shin guard, knee, knee shin guards out there now. Oh, don't worry. It's coming. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. It's coming. Well, five years from now, they'll just – they will look like SWAT team going to the plate. I mean, it, it's ridiculous, man. Like, uh, I think Major League Baseball should start implicating, like, how much they can and can't wear. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because college baseball started to, you know, like – do that whole if if you're not getting out of the way, they can call you back to the plate yeah. and all that. And and I think it, you know, the majors hasn't got there yet. But like, I mean, co- the college game was unwatchable a few years ago when guys would just lean into everything. If it was right. anywhere near them, and they've got all that body armor on, it's wild. Yeah, you know, and honestly, I've been watching more college baseball lately here. Um, 
but you know, college is a little bit different, man. You know, I feel like, you know, those guys aren't necessarily playing for a paycheck yet. So them getting drilled, it, it, it doesn't like necessarily come into effect as much as, oh man, like he might get drilled and miss two weeks. That's 200 grand to the owners that, you know, they need him in there or whatever. But I don't know, man. Like, I tell you what, it, it, the game has changed. But to me, the way that batters are being thrown at and the way they're being hit could be very simple. Look, after two guys get hit and there's been retaliation, you give your warnings and, and everything over. is good to go after that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree, and and I think I think you're right that the early warnings cause this thing to linger on. Uh, you know, because if you get a warning in game A and you got two more left in the series, well, what's going to happen in the second game? Somebody's getting plumped in retaliation, and then you're right back where you're starting. You know, you can't end it. Yeah, and you know, it's I, like how. Go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I've basically lost focus ever since we talked about Sammy Sosa. Because have you seen pictures of Sammy Sosa lately? Oh, yeah. He looks like, like what? A, it's what? the creepiest. Have you, have you seen it? He looks no, creepy. You don't He's know what Sammy. Pap, you need to pull up a picture of what Sammy Sosa looks like. Now, you may have done this to I'll him. pull one up right now. <laughs> it's, absolutely, it's the creepiest thing you're ever going to see. And all uh, I can think about, it's creepy, man. It's not right what Sammy Sosa hold looks on, like. Hold on. I now. got it right here. I'm about to share my screen. Let me, There's like oh. a good one. He's in a white suit with a hat, and he's literally a white guy now. Is All he right, just gone go. off the cliff he's got, or what? He's gone like full Michael Jackson. Like oh, full Michael Jackson. Shit, no. Yeah. So yeah look at this. Look at him. Look at him. Oh, man. <laughs> look at Sammy Sosa now. Holy shit. Dude, <laughs> It's so creepy. Pep, I'm fairly sure you did that to him. Yeah, you did Man, that to him. He looks like a heroin training. addict or something. Yeah, bro. he looks weird. <laughs> Something's not right. That's not it's not right. It's really not right. It's Man, really not right. Should we get shit. to our best? Should we get to our best bets of the day? Of yeah, the let's do it. Let's do it. What do you got, Pat? You want me to start it off? Because I'm crazy. Today. Okay, we start it off. I'll, how about I'll start it off? Because man, look. So you can go to sleep when Kyle starts talking. Yeah, I, look, I had look, like I said, I've been watching a lot of college baseball, and I know this is on, you know, our shows on big league baseball, but I really have looked at it. I don't have any solid picks this week in Major League Baseball, but my solid pick tonight is the Arkansas Razorbacks in money line and the run line. I think the Razorbacks are going to beat the Rebels tonight by ten. And you'll have your money in the bank by the third inning tonight. So uh, that's my pick. I I don't hate that. I'll be watching. That game last night was incredible. Yeah, three o'clock game uh, today. So yeah, um, my pick is going to be insane, Kyle. You know I've been on this this first five trip uh, yep. this week and just mm-hmm. nailing them in the bottom of the fifth with two outs. Thank you, yep. Andrew McCutcheon, yesterday. Uh, I'm getting crazy today. Give me, give me the half run first five for the Cincinnati Reds against Kershaw and the Dodgers today. It's okay. plus one twenty five. Getting a half run, the Reds actually hit Kershaw pretty good, um, and the Dodgers don't hit Hunter Green because they never faced him. Uh, maybe once. Uh, 
Hunter Green's been pitching good, man. I like it. You're giving me a half run in the first five. I think the Reds can score a couple. And at plus 125, I got to take it, right? You can get plus 180 if you do the money line. Be how you love plus money, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I do, man. If I, hey, if look, I can I, find plus money, I'm going to take it. I kind of like that, man. But, dude, the Dodgers are a bunch of professional hitters in that lineup. No, I get it. I get it. But, for one, they're not playing great right now. True. Uh, two, it's, it's an early game because it's getaway day. Uh, and they're facing a hundo on the mound with a nasty slider. And again, like Votto, Solano, and there's another one that hit. There's like three guys in the top 12 uh, of batter versus pitcher matchups today. All Cincinnati Reds, they all rake Kershaw. Hey, I like that bet. Now, Biho, I like where your mind is, man, on the getaway day comment. I like that because my personal experience with getaway days. It's those hitters, they're not waiting around, man. They want no, they're ready to hit that, they're ready to get on the plane and go. Yeah. Good. I, I mean, like this that. is the day, this is the day that you're gonna get the backup catcher. Yep. Yep. You're gonna get you're gonna get a couple other subs in there, and the Reds hit Kershaw. Give me you're gonna get the Tony LaRusa lineup, as I like to call it. He loves to pull that shit uh, on the day games and throw in a triple A lineup for the uh, White Sox. Yep. Uh well, I played for the Reds, that's all they have is a triple A lineup. Yes, of but, course. You know. Uh I just have one play today. And it's near even money. It's the Padres in the first five innings over the Phillies. You got Ranger Suarez on the mound, who's one of the worst pitchers in baseball. I can't stand watching Ranger Suarez pitch. He's god-awful. So I'm not even going to get into the OPS because I don't need oh, to. Come on, he, come profi- on. he profiles terribly. It's a 778 weighted, weighted three-year OPS. You got Joe Musgrove on the mound for the Padres. Musgrove's been lights out over his last five starts. Uh, a 562 weighted three year OPS. It's one of the biggest discrepancies on the card. I think the Padres get it done in the first five innings today. You get that at minus 105. Hey, by the way, let me ask you something. Go ahead. All these fucking stats and all this bullshit you throw out. I mean, do you like research (laughs) like how many times they like wipe their ass and like everything? If I can find info on it, I research it. Actually, I'll tell you the sport oh. where I do that the most. That my favorite sport to research, like the weird things, like you're talking about, is the WNBA. In the WNBA, you could be researching this, and you'll find out that the ex is playing the sex, and the other girls watching on the court, and she's injured. So you've got two girls who are banging the same girl, and they hate each other. There were two girls one time. Brittany Griner, you know, she's kind of been in the news because she's detained in Russia. But there was a time where she had to play against the girl that she left at the altar. WNBA has the greatest backstory lines of all, in all of sports. Yeah, you might He's catch them wrong. too when they're like all on the rag or something. You know? <laughs> that's, that's what you want to find out. That's what you want to find out. Like, hey, what's going on? You know, which one of you is, uh, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, Jesus. Well, they're in a locker room. It's all probably the same. So yeah. that's probably the week you need to hit them hard. Um, yeah. yeah, well. I guess that's it, guys. That's our show. Another great show. Pat, the stories, man, I could listen all day long. Yep. I love it, man. I love it, dude. All right, guys. Well, man, we'll be in touch. See y'all next week. Oh, by the way, fuck Ryan Sandberg. Fuck Ryan Sandberg. Sandberg. And 